Welcome, and thank you for watching or listening today. Have you been recently diagnosed with diabetes? Has your family, your friends, or a doctor warned you that you're at risk of being a diabetic if you don't change your eating or lifestyle? Well, today we're going to discuss eight things you should know if you have been warned that you are at risk of being a diabetic or have been diagnosed with diabetes. Just remember that the content that we'll discuss today is for our, from our personal experience and our opinion, and it's provided for your information and educational purposes only. So make sure that you check with your doctor or healthcare professionals before you make any changes to your routines. Well, Bob, welcome today. And uh, I'd really like to jump in here for people and really get to the point on, you know, that diagnosis of diabetes. It's a staggering moment when you're told that you got to change your life. Uh, but we also got to remember, it's not the end, right? It's not the end. And most importantly, I think point number one of our eight is that you're not alone. So Bob, can you share some stats or some information on the real impact of diabetes for us? Well, you know, I'd like to say, first of all, um, uh, it, well, it might not be the end. It could be a, a shock. It could yes. be a shock. I remember um, um, many, many people sharing uh, the fact that when they first got their, their diabetic um, analysis done, that they were diabetic, either type 1 or type 2, right? These are, this is a shock to the system. So um, it's, it's totally normal to be a bit in shock, not know what to do, not not have any actions or plans or and sure. and to actually feel totally alone so because how many diabetic friends do we all have like even though there's lots and lots of diabetics around a lot of it's hidden we don't know that they're diabetic and two um uh even if it's one or two or three and ten there's I mean seven other people don't have it or don't know they have it right correct so that's just reality is that sometimes it is a shock and sometimes we are alone and we don't know what to do. So um, the good news is that there are millions and millions and millions of diabetics um, in our, in our workplaces, in our communities, um, in our families too. And um, so we're all going through the same things, right? We all have the same challenges at one time or another. The big challenge is to find that partner, find that group, find the support systems where you truly aren't alone. Well said. And I think, you know, as we both know from the Canadian Diabetes and the American Diabetes Associations, in Canada, we're at 33%. In the U.S., 36% of all Canada and, and, and U.S. citizens are living with or impacted by diabetes in one shape or another, whether it's insulin resistance, an actual diagnosis of, of type two and are taking some form of medication or actual doctor's care under it. And then obviously people like myself who are insulin dependent, small percentage. But I, I like what you said. We need to realize that how we're feeling is valid if you're scared if you're frustrated you're just confused about this and don't understand it's important that you realize that you're not alone that there is help whether it be through the canadian diabetes whether it be through the american diabetes associations whether it be through organizations like ours at uncommon diabetic solutions 
there are ways that you can find about how to change your habits. Or and, your plus, and what I'd add to that, but is plus is as soon as you become diabetic and many of us are living with diabetes uh, for many, many years and still feeling sick, still feeling lacking energy and worried, worried about the future implications. So, so much data on how diabetics don't live as long as non-diabetics, how, how they have uh, multiple um, challenges ahead of themselves, potentially things like, um, uh, uh, weight gain, things like, um, uh, cardiovascular disease, stroke, uh, blindness, amputation. These are all associated with di diabetes, right? So when you're type one, um, death, right? The, the possibility of death by, by just going too low. So these are, uh, these are worries that are, that we live with that are constantly at, um, uh, maybe in the back of our minds, but they're with us as we go forward, causing us, you know, to be more alone, to be more uncertain, right. to be more isolated, perhaps. Well, that was a big thing for me uh, when I was diagnosed. And it really leads to point number two. The second thing that we need to know is that we can live a long and healthy life sure. with diabetes. And mm -hmm. when I first was diagnosed, it was a shock because, as you know, with me, I'd never really been overweight. I was uh, dramatically introduced to diabetes, but I fought it. I denied it. I felt like I had done something <laughs> wrong. Like, what, what is it? And the truth is, more common than we realize is that if we learn the right habits, the right routines, the right things, we can live really healthy lives even with diabetes i'd say there's two perspectives on that right one is living a long and healthy life with the long term in mind but really we live life on a moment by moment day by day hour by hour basis so while we might want to have the long-term plan in mind it's really if we're going to live a healthy life we need energy we need um uh, we need to be not feeling sick. We need to be fo mentally focused, right? Yeah. These are the these are the elements of health. It's like how are we feeling right now, and what can we do right now or in the in this today perhaps yeah. to increase our health, to increase the, the our the 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 way we're feeling about ourselves in a positive way. That's right. And choices. That's ultimately at the end of the day. Every moment we're in is a choice. You know, are we going to? Yeah. Um, be out at a business function or at a celebration? Are we going to have a glass of water before we partake in, a, in a, a, an adult beverage or before we're going to um, uh, have our food so that we're not going to necessarily consume as much? There's lots of little tricks in that. But I think mm -hmm. what you were really talking about just a moment ago was all these complications as well. So along with living and making choices in our healthy life, it really leads to that third thing that we need to know is that the complications are not inevitable. They're back to the choices that we make. Those complications become a part of our life because of choices we've made in each of those moments along the way. So right. that's what I've really noticed is that when my energy is really low, it's the sum of a bunch of choices that I made that I didn't do my workout. I ate a huge pasta meal and I didn't 
do my insulin correctly. <laughs> I, and I can go through the list of things that I've done that ultimately lead to that lack of energy. So That's what right. are your thoughts on that with these, these choices and the complications? Well, I'm, I'm reminded of um, last week, you and I went for, on Friday, you and I went for, for a hike. Yep. Speaking of choices. So there's health, right? Right yeah. into the wilderness. It's 6K, me and you together, right? Yeah. So you show up at the house. You help me some, with some stuff around the house and we're out. We're out and about. And who hit three on the trail? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How I very rarely forget to check my blood before we started. And, uh, and, and, then, and then on top of it, um, I forgot I had only one apple with me. I forgot to bring a banana or some. And your friend, uh, like your, friend your, your friend forgot to bring food too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. But hey, the beauty of training and the beauty is that we knew how to respond. We knew the the, the route and how far we were away at any given time from uh, a source of fuel. And we made it back without any issues to be able to get some juice and, and a healthy snack to get me back <laughs> on track. You were not alone. Hey, you were not alone, my friend. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> so that's a great one with the hike because our, our fourth point of the eight things that we need to know is that you can do everything that you did before and maybe even more. And in my case, I can honestly say in my fifties now that I'm physically capable of doing as much, if not more than I was doing at 50, I mean, 30, right? Because of the routines that I've put into place and, and the proximity with yourself and other people to just, Stay active, make good, healthy choices, you know, in the meals that Susan uh, prepares for us. These, these little choices add up to big results at the end. So, no. yeah. And yourself even, right? Dealing with insulin resistance and or, or, or weight up and down with Susan. And, and I've had talks about this and she's got videos coming out actually this week on that. How do we respond? Yeah. So I think you're right. We can do any, whatever we want to do. Um, uh, but perhaps not just like before with the added safety precautions, the added testing, with the added knowledge. And uh, for me, it's all, it's, uh, you can do anything you want, but there's, there's more education uh, involved, more um, focus involved. I think maybe a lot of times we used to, we just do things on the spur, not thinking it through carefully just by habit. So I think, with diabetes, I think it's important just to make sure we have the right habits that we're, and the right safety precautions in mind. Correct. You know, I think that um, a saying that I use all the time, you know, uh, from Abe Lincoln, chance favors a prepared mind. Mm -hmm. And if you don't measure something, you're not able to manage it. And that's why you see me testing so often. And whether you are a type 2, uh, type 1 diabetic, pre-diabetic, and I even know elite athletes, non-diabetics, that actually use constant glucose monitoring to help their performance because it's a critical factor for all of us what's going on with our blood sugar levels and our insulin for performance in anything. So for me, I think to really set out a path and a map so that we can progress. It's not about jumping in one step or doing it really fast. It's about us making sustainable steps that we can repeat 
over and over. And those little steps add up to great milestones on this journey of life with diabetes. You've seen that in life too yourself, Bob, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. <laughs> so number five of eight that we want to talk about is there are more good days than bad days. And you mentioned it already. And that's our focus. So how important do you think focus is, Bob, when it comes to dealing with diabetes and that you've observed in me or dealing with weight gain or weight loss? In order for me to have more good days than bad days, I'm going to be planning for the week ahead. So uh, on a Sunday, on a Saturday or Sunday, I'll start talking to my wife, my kids about what they're doing um, on the week ahead. And that kind of gets my family life organized. So I, I would plan an extra family events, extra dating, extra time with my kids uh, on appropriate basis based on what they're doing. So I got a good picture of the family. And then I would uh, take a look at my work schedule and, and uh, plan out the work schedule for the rest of the week. And then it's the all the care items that I have to do to make sure that I've got top energy, the time and the focus to make sure that I can produce good work and good family, right? So that means my exercise programs, that means my um, intensity workouts, my, my rest days, my, my uh, super nap, power nap times, yeah. my, um, and probably the most important thing is my eating. So now I've got a whole week ahead of me and it's like, what am I going to eat this week? So based on work, uh, exercise, um, family times is going to really determine how much I'm eating, when I'm eating and, uh, and what I'm eating. And so that's got to be planned in too. So the, the, the food schedule and the shopping schedule come from that. So that's sort of the way I do it. Nice. And, uh, and then I can almost say that I'm going to have some good days. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love that because you always have a good attitude. That's something that I really uh, uh, respect about you. And in our friendship, um, we're both similar that way. We're always looking at, okay, this is a challenging moment. And I'll share one with me is I may have made a mistake and I forgot to take my insulin right at a meal because I'm so enthralled in the moment or the, the conversation and I forget to bolus. Well, my blood sugar, right, uh, ends up going up high and it has an impact and 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 whether I am feeling fatigued or I get a, a headache or whatever that consequence is. What's great about it is, is that I'm learning that I need to be setting alarms when I'm going into meetings, as an example for me with my insulin. But other things are, whether you're, if you're a type two or a pre-diabetic even, is being aware What's great about it? Well, I ate this particular meal. That meal had an impact and caused my sugars to just spike. Well, that's the learning so that you know, okay, well, what can what was it about the meal? Well, I had a, a ham and cheese sandwich, and then I had a double mocha frappuccino with lots of woo-woo or whatever on it. Well, that point is that you can look at it and assess and go, okay, what was it that caused? And that's, what's great. It's this learning of it. And I think that's, a, it's a great segue into number six, that we need to be able to enjoy our food. You don't have to sacrifice because you're a diabetic in what we eat, but we definitely need to be aware of what it's doing to our body, in our body, 
with our sugar levels. It's a high glycemic food. We need to be making sure that we're exercising or have got the right medication or whatever it is in line. We have to take accountability for that. But right. you were over for dinner the other night. Do you think that I suffer in eating yeah well that number six should be you heath stone enjoy brilliant food yes brilliantly delicious food that's because your wife cooks it though so there <laughs> oh don't tell the secrets <laughs> yeah no it's so true but what i have to say when it comes to great food is that to adjust the 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 food for carb counting at the very beginning can be really confusing, right? And the things that we talk about a lot in our program at UD Foundations is, is how do we carb count? How do we actually look at the ingredients and the labels? How do we read them properly? And how do we know what that means in an impact on us? So what I know Susan and I spent a lot of time out about and in our meal prep is really being clear on what we could substitute, for example, we don't suffer, we love uh, with our uh, uh, son Lane having spaghetti and meatballs as an example. Well, for me, I can't go and just have, you know, white flour noodles and without there being an impact on my sugars. But the real truth is diabetics, we can substitute. There's so many types of noodles out there that will have lower, uh, higher protein uh, uh, solutions all the way down to a zero carb, like a shirataki noodle. And it tastes great and lets you still have the same experience in the good food. Or zucchini, zucchini noodles and spaghetti sauce. Yes. Magnificent. Exactly. That's one yeah. of the staples for us. Yeah. Love it. So. So I love, I love that thought. Right. And for, for, for us uh, guys that want to, uh, ladies that need or want to lose, need to lose 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 40 pounds, 50 pounds, et cetera, et cetera. Food is the, is one of the keys to that. It's the ma it is the massive key. And, and it's, a, it's a it's a life skill. It's a lifelong skill. And that's what I'm probably most proud of us doing is helping people learn the life skills of uh, uh, planning for your food, shopping for your food, and, um, and then just eating and enjoying really good food, right? So it's all about, like, during a week, I'll probably burn via exercise somewhere between uh, seven and 9,000 calories via the, my exercise programs in the gym, on the bike, hiking or whatever it is. So I know I'm going to burn those calories. So what am I going to eat uh, while, I, while I burn those calories, right? How many carbs am I going to eat in, in a meal per day, all dependent on the exercise program and stuff. That's a real art. Um, and enjoying food, of course, uh, the, the taste of food is terrific. But when you know it's going to energize you, and you're going to meet your weight goals. It's it's an exciting process. So you're eating good food, but you're also going to um, meet your goals. That's exciting. Pillar number two, right? Our hydration and nutrition. We're going to help people lay out a map, a plan for that week so that they know that if they're trying to lose weight, we need to be in calorie deficit, period, full stop. We need to be exercising. We need to be hydrating. We need to be eating good fuel that's going to fulfill us to sustain us nutritionally, but at the same time, be in a caloric deficit so that we are triggering, triggering sorry, that fat burning cycle for us. And right. it's actually not that challenging when you have a the great low glycemic, low carb uh, uh, type eating 
that we do and with a better sources of protein. So any comments what, on that, Bob? What is challenging though, massively challenging, is understanding insulin resistance and yes. how our cells um, uh, screw us up, right? How our past eating habits have actually um, stopped our ability to lose weight like we used to do it. Yeah. So we have to learn, we have to learn some basic fundamental facts about that. And then by watching what we eat, monitoring our blood sugar, make the adjustments um, so we can actually overcome that barrier because of all the barriers of losing weight, that's the most, most popular one that, yeah. that are stopping people from gaining or losing their weight that they need to. Agreed. And, and how we eat will slow or speed up our metabolism. The types of sources of our protein, the types and sources of our, our nutrients from uh, vegetables and other types of stuff. So we go into that in detail in our program. But the real truth is, is that it's, it's totally doable and yummy. I don't suffer at all. And I'm able to even treat myself when I'm eating. Like I had my birthday, my 53rd birthday on the weekend. And my son made this amazing dinner, steak and, 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 and vegetables, etc., but he got me one of my favorite desserts and that's apple crumble and vanilla ice cream. <laughs> well, I was not going to say no because I love it and I wanted it. But the real truth was, is that I knew that if I tested my sugar and I was a certain amount and I knew what my activity was going to be and I took the right amount of insulin, I could adjust it. And from the experience and the learning of the routines to deal with that, I was able to manage it in such a way, and I woke up in the morning at 4.4, which is quite honestly better than I thought it was going to be. I just nailed it on that, so I was really happy. But the fact is, I eat and live life. We aren't going to ever talk about suffering. This is really about eating for life because our food is medicine. And we can use it to really speed up our metabolism, help us in our weight management, and actually improve our energy and our health. So. Yeah. Number seven of our eight today is my diabetes does not define me. It doesn't define you. It's just a challenge that we get to go after. So that means if we have it, that we're more than capable and able to overcome it in my belief. So again, it's an opportunity to step up. It requires us to learn. It requires us to get into proximity with other people, but ultimately for me to take accountability, to be the diabetic or person living with diabetes that I need to be. And if you're a type two, it's a degenerative condition diabetes. That means that we can create habits to regenerate our energy and our health. And I'm not saying that you're going to be cured. I'm not saying or making any promises. But what I know is that when you put in the good routines, you can live and the life that you desire. Would you not agree, Bob, with that in your life experience? Yeah, it's a it's a mindset um, that we live by, right? And it's everybody's got challenges in life. Uh, my wife's only my wife's only five foot tall, so she she adjusts. She adjusts to that. It's not, it's not a big disadvantage being five foot versus my six one, but right. Being six one, there's a lot of advantages over a five foot tall person. So her height doesn't, does not define her. She lives with it. 
Diabetes is much more complicated, much more serious, but it's still, it's just a thing that we have to, to do work with and deal with. And it's, it's a part of us for sure, but it's, it shouldn't be our defining moment, our character, our mindset, our work ethic, our yes. enthusiasm, our positivity. You know, these are all way more important than just coping and uh, dealing with our, our diabetes. You know, and that's, I would say it's a critical pillar. That's why it's pillar one, our mindset and intention. And the truth is yeah. what we believe and in our relationship and the friendships and the community that we've created, it's about together we can. Because I only know what I know. I can impart from almost 30 years of living with diabetes. I've seen and had to manage many, many types of circumstances that um, I've experienced, whether it be extreme uh, adventures or uh, athletic things to just being too sedentary. They all bring different uh, challenges in life, but we can face those and develop routines that are going to do it. But ultimately, that we can do it together, that mindset. That if I don't know something, I can find out someone who does, right? Now, now my 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 side thought to that is, if you're diabetic and if you're exhausted, if you're sick, if you don't have mental focus, if you uh, can't get out of bed in the morning, right? If you're eating poorly, if you're gaining weight, if you've got all those things going, that's you. That is you. Diabetes is defining you. So it's the only thing that matters is getting better, getting healthier and getting well. So at that point in time, I, I would say that's, that's, that's why we exist, right? But there's other organizations and groups out there too, where you have to take, again, this is the mindset is I'm going to deal with my exhaustion. I'm going to deal with my weight. I'm going to deal with my eating. I'm going to deal with all these. I'm going to take action on those Yes. And that confusion, what actions do I take? It's a step-by-step -step process. It's hard. It's difficult. Nobody knows better than you, my friend. But that's, maybe that's the challenge is when you're feeling that way is to have diabetes not define you by taking the actions necessary where it doesn't define you anymore. Agreed. You know, something I learned when I was traveling with Tony Robbins, and he says it regularly. You can watch any of his videos. He talks about this. And it's really that fulfillment is really a result of progress. We feel happy when we're improving, when we're making steps forward towards a goal, a result, an outcome that we really want. And that could be so simple as I just wanna lose 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds. It might be that I just wanna be able to, uh, after an injury, get back up and I wanna be able to go walk you know, a kilometer. You know, and depending on your life circumstance, whether you're in your 30s or you're in your 80s, the goals are different. But the truth is fulfillment is available to us all because we've set a result that we're looking for. We're clear on why we're going to go get it. And then we're taking action. We're creating those routines to progress. And from that, the relationships we develop and the fulfillment we get is about that progress. So... That leads to the last point, I think. Challenging. We are strong. You are strong. And you can challenge your current circumstance of diabetes. It does not matter. It is not the end. When the world blows up and you've been told 
you are a diabetic or be careful, you're a pre-diabetic, you got insulin resistance or the extreme, you're a type one diabetic and you're now on insulin forever. But the fact is yeah. we can do it. We're mm -hmm. capable. And that's a mindset. Don't you agree, Bob? It's a, it's a belief that really drives us forward to constantly learn and improve. Yeah. And the, the guy wears a shirt some of the times that says, I can, what does it say? I can, I will. And I, I must. <laughs> we want to change our woulds, our coulds, and shoulds. Got to stop shooting all over ourselves and turn it into did. That's yeah. the truth. It is. It, it is. It is that it's the belief in oneself, right? However, the caveat is if you don't know what actions to take to get more energy, as an example, right? You're just going to be flailing all over the place. You're going to try this. You're going to try that. You're going to try monster energy drinks. Oh, that didn't work. I'll try a Red Bull energy drink. You know, it's a, it's a, it is a maze yeah. out there of bad advice. <laughs> so having the right strategies, having the right actions, like one of the things that I do every day, not every day, but when I'm feeling low um, and flow of energy is just nap or like 20 minute power nap, right? Yep. So I can power nap. I've learned that skill. And some people say, I can't take naps. I can't take naps. As, But that's the mindset, eh? You're strong and you can challenge your energy level. So for me, that works. 20 minute power nap and I'm ready. I'm ready for the rest of the night. But yeah. if I don't have that power nap, it's the battery is, is on low or exhausted the rest of the night on certain days, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you that's know, that's kind of an obvious, an obvious example, but it's based in science. It works for me and I employ it. Like I employ it all the time, but that's part about figuring it out. That's part about being strong and it's part about accepting the challenge to figure out what works rather than just being exhausted all the time. A hundred percent. You know, I think that's why you and I created UD Foundations, really, was to really help people. We called it foundations because we're going to work with people to help them with the four pillars, to really create that energy, the health, the performance they want, wherever you're at, at whatever stage of life that you're at in life, to start here. To understand that our beliefs, our meanings drive our emotions and then our motion, our action. And that we can, from that place and the relationships we have with our food, with our exercise or movement, the passions that we have in life, the hobbies, and that ability, as you just talked about, to recover appropriately, right? If we don't sleep properly, we're not going to heal. We're not going to lose weight because we're in stress. We're telling the body, uh-oh more cortisol, more adrenaline, all those fight or flight hormones start kicking in our body. And now we're, we're, we're just not able to, it hangs on. It resists letting it go. I might need this instead of saying, Hey, I'm in a place where I can let it go. And I can be because I'm eating regularly. I have the healthy nutrients and, and a surplus of that. I've got the hydration that I need right in that, in that and so on and so forth. So with UD foundations, it's really about, creating that map, assessing where we are, looking at where we want to go, and then laying it out and journeying together, you and me and our UD team of experts, working with each person to transform their life to in their ideal form of life. Do you got any good thoughts on, on 
helping people understand really about UD foundations, how critical it is to really being able to challenge diabetes. I'll go back to our first point, which is you're, you're not alone. Yes. And um, I think that's what UD foundations really does. It's almost like um, uh, an accountability club yeah. where there's good, there's a, a good people going through the same journey together. We all might have slightly different goals, but we're doing it together. And um, it's so encouraging to be supported by somebody that's doing the same things you're doing. It's so encouraging to have someone to talk to who's going through the same things you are. And um, it's just inspiring. It's, it's motivating and inspiring to have somebody, to have people there. Friendships are made, lifelong friendships are made and, um, and, and develop for the, yeah, that really help us out. Yeah. You know, Bob, I'm really proud of the program. We've had such a dynamic impact on many, many people's lives and, and helping them transform their life so that they're able to live that uncommon diabetic life and just be free, that they can accept the challenge, right? That they can change their would, coulds, and shoulds into dids. And we journey with you. It's not a, it's not a uh, one and done scenario. This is 90 days where we work and walk with you live. You'll be talking with me. We're going to go through life circumstances and I'm going to share my experiences. We have, this is science-backed and proven principles that are going to really help you create the routines that work for you. It's not about using my routines. It's about using these solid principles, the pillars of health that are going to really help you create the routine that's ideal for your lifestyle. So I really want to, you know, I really, I guess I'm reaching out to everybody today because I want to invite you to journey with us. I want you to build your uncommon diabetic foundations of health. Together, we can create a map, a massive action plan to build the foundations that will improve your energy and your health starting now. So, our foundations program and community will provide you with a revolutionary and science-based approach towards your diabetic health. We'll help you lower your A1C. You're going to lose weight. You're going to gain strength and you're going to improve your ability to live your ideal form of life. So just click the link below to book a free health strategy session with myself. And I really want to thank you for joining us today. You know, Bob and I are really passionate about what we do. So if you like what you heard today, remember to click the subscribe button and the bell so you don't miss any episodes of UDTV. Most importantly, remember, you are not alone. Take advantage of my free health strategy session offer and transform your life. Until next week, be uncommon.